1: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology, here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 28th of September, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Uh, and, uh, what well, we don't got a guest this week. We do got guests coming up in the next few weeks. Um, guess who we got next week, Dave? This is going to be a lot of fun. Who? Dennis Yu. Oh. Brilliant. Yeah. When's, when, when, when is the last time you talked to Dennis Yu?
2: It's been ages, like ages. Oh. I mean, I, I, I'm not counting, like, a quick, you know, back and forth on Twitter or something like that, but I actually had, like, a real-for-real chat real with him. This would be the first time in years, right? Years, yeah. Yeah, it's been way too
1: long, so I'm seriously looking forward to that. Uh, Dennis is going to come on and talk about, well, you know, what uh, I guess by this time next week everyone's going to be talking about what exactly the Russians were doing on Facebook um, and there are uh, attempts to not I mean not 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 only influence the, the, the twenty sixteen election but ongoing influence of um American opinion and politics. Yeah. Uh crazy stuff. Oh um, yeah, I don't want to dive into it just, just given how you know crazy the stuff is. But um are look, really looking forward to uh to getting uh, Dennis's more than expert view on, on you, know, you know, how he's seeing it. Well, indeed.
2: And you know what? I, I'm going to, you know, for, for our, our listeners and, and for me as well, I just know we're going to have to dive into a few other things. Like, I'm, I'm dying to hear his take on this, obviously, but, again, I haven't talked to the guy in, in a while. Oh. Um, and so there's going to be a litany of other, okay, how do we do this, Dennis? <laughs> One of the <laughs> greatest Facebook advertisers of all time indeed indeed and i can't you know i mean facebook's doing a bunch of stuff right now um i know we'll be talking probably about uh, but one of the things facebook's doing coming up later in the show and it's yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a super exciting field and looking forward to having them on to talk about it
1: you know you, you the fun one i want to talk about the one that I, you, sometimes we we put the stories that we don't really take too seriously up front just to sort of get them out of the way before we get to our like you know main story in the middle of the episode and this seems like it should be a much bigger deal than, than It feels like, right? Uh, Twitter uh, testing b- testing doubling the size of message blocks for you know certain users.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So they, they're they're going to be allowing two hundred and eighty characters. Um, they're rolling this out as of now, but not for everyone. Um, for 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 for, for you know, certain I guess for power users or um. Brian Jones observes that their front that their front load testing tweets to decide who gets um who gets the two hundred and eighty character limit um, although I must admit I have no idea what the hell he's talking about
2: <laughs> I'm not sure either but yeah, what do you think i mean i I think it's it's like i I don't even quite understand it I get they like and, and part of the rationale and I do get this is um. That the original selection of characters was arbitrary based on SMS well, character volume. Yeah, so, so
1: it wasn't terribly arbitrary actually. There was a
2: real reason they. Well, I guess, it. but on their how many should we allow on Twitter? It, it, it was sort of it was picked based on another technology, and that technology has changed. So now they're yep. they're upping the numbers. Um, to me, I've always found the character limitation sort of one of the allures of Twitter. Right? It's like, OK, it's all condensed. I'm going to see really fast whether I, I care, um, you know, and 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 I can decide what to do from there. But my use case and might be different than other people's. You know, most of the people I follow, if not all, and most of almost all the lists I follow are to do with SEO. So really what I want to know is what story is in there and then click a link, right? Or, you know, what are my friends doing at a conference X, right? Or, you know, see a couple pictures, quick summary, and I can click through if I want to read more, I, I don't know if this might actually draw away from that a bit, but uh, I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, I don't I, – I, I'm having such a hard time wrapping my brain around why most consumers or users are going to care. Um, it strikes me that if you really need 280 characters, you could just put out two tweets, one after the other. <laughs> um, because, you know, Twitter actually has unlimited amounts of space. <laughs> it's just a matter of the number of tweets you put out.
2: You know what's interesting, and I had uh, mentioned in one of my blog posts just in, a, in an offhand uh, a couple weeks ago, they were actually testing something like that. They were allowing certain uh, certain accounts. To just sort of, I guess it's like the front loading, maybe what they, what he was referring to here, but like front loading larger ones, and then just auto going one of three, two of, you know, two of three, three of three, right? Like just sort of stacking them on top of each other, but making it easy to do, um, you know, would I want to do that? Not really a, I I think that still takes away for the most part, the, the allure of it. And of course, on the other side, where's it chopping it, right? (laughs) Does it actually make sense where it's going to end up chopping and, and truncating this, this comment, um, but uh, And
1: let's face it, many of us have spent years getting fairly good at, you know, um, a, a reductive copy. Yeah. Um, you know, getting, getting to express yourself in 140 characters is no mean trick.
2: <laughs> One see- of the things it will allow, though, is I will actually get to spell and as an and, not an ampersand, when that. <laughs> looks better, and you, you know, uh, without just the single letter, you. <laughs> uh, and, yep, you can now put space between
1: numbers, too. But <laughs> speaking of space between numbers, there's not a lot of space between the, between Twitter's uh, user numbers as you, you know, as you look at them uh, growth quarter to quarter to quarter. Mm-hmm. At this time, last year, I'm sorry, at, at the end of, of the second quarter in 2016, Hmm. Twitter had 313 million users. One year later, Twitter had 328 million users. That's a jump of 15 million users over a year. And like 15 million is a lot of people, don't get me wrong, but that's chump change in the tech world. Right. Um. I think, uh, you know, Facebook, um, <laughs> I don't know, i I don't know what $15 million means to Facebook, but not very much, I would warrant.
2: <laughs> I think they've purged that many of fake accounts in the last, uh, you know, couple weeks. or hours. <laughs> but we'll find out more about that next week. Meanwhile,
1: its stock value is declining rapidly. Yeah. And um, it's having a hard time... Uh, 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 making money. It's actually still losing money year after year after year. So Twitter has to do something because uh, it may be wildly popular with the 328 million people who use it, but it's not earning its keep. It's not making money. It's not uh, it's Staying alive because it's being terribly subsidized by investors. Yeah. Just private subsidization. Donald Trump won't be going after that company.
2: (laughs) No, and I mean, that is part of the problem, right? And I I know one of their hurdles uh, is getting in front of millennials. Like, I know that's, you know, and millennial adoption. Um, I know that's one of the, the big problems that they have. So will this help them? my instinct and and this is just an instinct and i've totally been wrong on a number of things about twitter over over the years including early on i was like all right well let's wait and see because i don't really you know think this is going to be a thing um economically i was right but (laughs) um you know now i i use it daily all the time as we were as we were chatting about will this help them to me my my Instinct is I don't see millennials flocking to Twitter because of the nature of the medium itself, um, but we'll we'll soon see, won't we? Indeed. Um, yeah, that's weird. I half hope
1: it. I half hope Twitter survives in its in its same form, mm-hmm. and I have hope that you know just the walls of Jericho come tumbling down around it and crush them all like little <laughs> bags of pulp. <laughs> um, I don't really hope that, of course But Twitter is just a, such an ugly place Yeah, no, I um, agree Thing is, you can move a lot of traffic Through Twitter if you really try Okay, one more before we go to break And um, this one Affected all of us in a Weird way, you know, maybe maybe Not directly, and maybe, you know, you don't Even care one way or another, but Hugh Hefner died this morning 91 years old Now, what that has to do with search is kind of tangential. I mean, there's a serious arm size relationship here, but um, from the... uh, What what would be the right word for it? Font or fountain? That uh, uh, after uh, uh, spewed forth um, (laughs) came... A river of no. innovation. Okay, I'm done. A river of innovation in the in the tech community. Um, the adult world, which I would, you know, suggest that uh, Hugh Hefner is like the modern father of, um, spurred so much innovation on the web and so much innovation in the search community that all of us tend gently owe parts of our career to Mr. Hefner, who died this
2: morning. Yeah, I would certainly say you're right. And I mean, if we're we're, (laughs) the fact that YouTube exists relies on the fact that we all have extremely fast Internet and a a big part of the massive race to zero dollars a gig, Um, you know, a bandwidth was you're right. it, It was driven by the adult industry. So ironically um, it's what killed the adult industry too yeah <laughs> yeah, it, it, it suffered both and i mean you know they they vanished you know his organization managed to actually remain um aloft because it differentiated itself quite well um but you know it, it it's it's you're right it, it's sort of a we all sort of owe in an odd way um our, our careers to to him and to <laughs> to the entire industry that he sort of is the unofficial representative of. Well,
1: yeah, now I honestly, I'm not sure if anybody can suggest he's gone to a
2: better place
1: because <laughs> where he was was pretty damn good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> valid point. Valid point. Um, uh, yeah, I can't uh, say he didn't uh, didn't live the life that he wanted to live.
1: I remember there was uh, this is actually the remember that remember that uh, SEO film that was going around the summer. Hmm. One of the central themes in the film was this party I think it was in 2006 2007 at the uh, Playboy Mansion in Vegas uh, Hefner owned the penthouse suite in one of the three towers that made up the palms before they expanded it in, in, in Las Vegas and uh, it could have been a pub con. I think it was a pub con. And uh, I forget who, it might have been Yahoo, but I forget who had the party in Hefner's mansion. I do remember Rand Fishkin and now wife Geraldine flooding the washroom with uh, bubble bath. Completely like a room full. Like, like, like one of those TV sitcom moments where, you know, the bubbles flow out and everybody goes, oh shit, like we're not getting our deposit back. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was actually that was the the, the 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 greatest unifying party in uh search history aside from the uh, search bash that 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 webmaster radio threw. And we owed that to half too. And oh, there I we just bragged time to the commercial.
0: <laughs>
1: All right.
0: <laughs> so, I'll let you take know, that there. note because we have a lot more to
1: cover. We do have some a- real stories about search coming up after <laughs> these messages. But, uh, but first, on behalf of Dave Davies from talking Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Voice Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 28th of September 2017. And as I said, we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
0: Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Create a fun, okay. easy win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Start your search engine and set your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercials off back to webcology only on webmasterradio.fm here are the hosts jim hedger and dave davies hey everyone welcome back
1: to webcology here on webmasterradio.fm it's the 28th of september 2017 is jim hedger from disarways media dave davies from beanstalk internet marketing and uh I'm fascinated by this story that you posted. Uh actually you posted while the show is in the first segment of the show is in progress. Facebook introducing more ways to drive offline outcomes.
2: Just another thing Facebook's up to.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, as if they they haven't, like, you know, already participated in driving some pretty spectacular offline outcomes recently. This one might be of more interest to small business, though, if um if there aren't riots happening in front of your storefront, you might be able to attract more people in by. Um, that was supposed to be funny by uh, <laughs> by using one of uh, Facebook's new solutions where you can actually have people reporting um, their experience um, in your store, and you can target people because you know Facebook knows where you are, uh, where you've been, everywhere you go to. Especially if people log in as fans, if they like your store, if they follow your store, or if they report in from your from your store's location, you just advertise the heck to them.
2: Oh, indeed, uh, indeed, I love this, um, and I love when it's hitting us. I mean, all I'll, I'll say three. I mean, I, I know there's a whack of them, but between um, ad, well, I guess I'll say Google, Microsoft, and Facebook. Um, and, and the big pushes that they're making right now, and some of the features that they're adding to their to their paid networks, um, I, I, I'm, I'm loving what they're all doing in in prep for this holiday season. But this one specifically, I, I'm really excited about, um, like allowing people to remarket specifically to people that have been in their store. Like I I, I think even just of my own. Um, you know, shopping habits during the holidays and and going into various locations, trying to, you know, see what's going on or, you know, you know, just, just shopping around, right? Like we we all do that. We go and we look around and we're trying to find something. So being able to remarket to this group of people that have been wandering around in your store, sort of looking, you know, tire kickers or or whatever, like myself, um, and to be able to remarket back to them, I think it's just a, an outstanding thing. And and I, I view it, you know, I mean, not just for, for traditional, um you know, like a like a brick and mortar, you know, retail outlet, you know, okay, Best Buy knows I'm rooting around in a Best Buy and, you know, now they want to start firing ads at me to go, hey, you know, <laughs> try and return it to Amazon this quick if it's the wrong thing, right? Like, you know, I, I get <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I would get them going, hey, we've now got a sale. You know, we're, we're matching Amazon, Price. whatever they want to do with that. Um, but I also think of if you know that I have, you know, whatever, you know, I'm a business owner or whatnot. Um, And you know that I've been to this restaurant before great planning your staff party, right? Like there's so many different ways that you could use this um, to, to remarket back to people. I think it's a, I think it's a a great addition. Um, And I'm looking forward to really, I haven't had a chance to to play around with it. Well, and I'll be honest, Mary's is way more up her alley and she knows more than I do about this sort of stuff. But um, I mean, I'm excited to, to get in there more, See what it ends up doing. I'll be honest; I won't end up manufacturing these campaigns, but I'll get to see them. <laughs> and so it's it's going to be really, really interesting to see, and I, I can already sort of see a few different applications for it. Um, and I imagine we're going to see, and we'll be chatting with somebody next week, and I, you know, I'm going to ask them about this. Um, you know. What are the, the myriad of different things I'm not thinking of, right? Like, what are, what are all the different permutations of ways you could remarket back to people? It's new. So I don't expect anybody's done a lot of testing yet, but it's going to be, it's going to be quite interesting. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the metrics after the holidays to see how did it impact people's Facebook advertising budgets and, and, and the success of them? Because traditionally speaking, or in, in general, remarketing is, is on a cost per action relatively cheap right on on a cost per per acquisition basis so if you can just get these additional things in there or even remarketing back just based on a on an interest somebody has knowing that they were in your store i I think there's a there's a a lot of opportunities here for people and one of the things i'm going to be really curious about it is do people now start piggybacking off each other and and i've seen this in in a variety of, of remarketing things but if you know i've been in store x um you know if i was a complimentary service for example right if i was you know okay i'm not saying best buy would do that but let's say i'm in a best buy if i was a complimentary service here in victoria a computer repair service for example and i know somebody who's in a best buy would best buy or you know, not them but it was a horrible example but a, a similar type organization maybe not a national though you know allow people you know okay i'll I'll you can pay me to put my ads in and remarket back to this grouping for you. Um, you know, that, that'll be interesting as well.
1: Well, there can be hundreds of permeations, no doubt. One of the, uh, cool things about Facebook is how you can so effectively micro target consumers. Um, this to me is, uh, just, you know, micro targeting on a, uh, a more efficient level, but, compared to AdWords and even to, you know, even to Bing. Advertising on Facebook is, like, dirt cheap.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it is, it is as you know, and, and I think all of our listeners probably do, too, it's a totally different thing, right? You get the opportunity to advertise in a very different environment. Um, and what I love about Facebook advertising, again, this isn't my specialty, I, I my own. I prefer the, the paid side of, like, paid search sort of side of things as opposed to to Facebook. But one of the things I do really like for me academically, what I like to actually do as a job, but what I do really like about it is the ability to get in front of somebody before they know they want you, right? Like just, you know okay i'm you know I'm selling blue widgets, and I know this person has a machine that takes blue widgets right because i I you know I know they're you know part of this you know grouping of of people or, or they like these sorts of things and and their interests revolve around this kind of operating system that these blue widgets work with to be able to get in front of people with a with a new product is is something that's unique, and i I think I've hit this well, I know I've hit this, and I'm sure everybody you know, who's an agency certainly is, has hit this where you're dealing with, and I'm dealing with this right now, a new product. People don't even know to search for it yet (laughs) because they don't, there isn't a term for it because it it isn't established enough yet. Um, Facebook's a, a great avenue to go to let people know about something before they would even know how to search for it or even know that it exists yet and, and that it solves a problem they have. They didn't know they had because they didn't know there was a solution for it. So really, really interesting stuff.
1: Okay. Um, we should, we got to jump topics because there's a whole bunch of stuff in the stack suddenly. Um, here's one that's, that's, that's just good for, good to have if you're an SEO. And uh, Dave, I know that you've committed all of these to memory, but I bet you, like me, <coughs> Having committed them to memory, you've forgotten half of them. Um, every advanced Google search operator command, you need to know. Everything that's still uh, Maybe we should rephrase that. Every advanced Google search operator command, you need to know that Google hasn't stopped the function of.
0: I know. For these instance,
1: yeah. all in text, in text, all in title, um, in URL, in anchor, file type. Using these search operators, you can uh, completely narrow your search results and hone in on the exact files you're looking for. Um, and try to imagine the the the, the infinite size or the, the the if there is a representation of infinity, which you know it's kind of impossible. I think Google's index is close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and imagine specifically pulling one document or two documents or specific information out of that stream, you know that you heard this line in a song lyric, and you don't have Shazam. Um, you can use the search operator to pull one of these gajillion documents, and you almost certainly get in there. It was in Search Engine Journal, published uh, last Friday, September 22nd, 2017. Brian Harnish uh, gathered um about 70 different uh google search operators and i don't know Dave. if uh you do any old when you when you do research do you do you go old school and like do it by keyboard or do you get like tools to do it for you
2: um you know yes <laughs> okay. it, it depends, Right, <laughs> it, it totally depends yeah i mean if you're looking for a solution to a oh how do I do this in an HT access again, right or whatever? Yeah, I'll usually just do that text. but you're right. You know, a lot of it we're collecting via tools. a lot mm-hmm. of data. Well,
1: you know, I just had uh, my main computer, my 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 desktop computer. Mm-hmm. It crashed. it died. It's gone on the way of the dodo. I'm working off a la- off my off of my laptop now. <sighs> ouch. Well, yes and no. I mean, ouch, all that all those like great tools. Um, free cloud anyway, (laughs) all those great free cloud tools gone, but all tools now are like SaaS, right? They're all stored. Mm -hmm. It's all cloud service. Like move from one computer to another, as long as you have your logins and your passwords. Oh, and all those lovely passwords too. eh? So like hours and hours and hours changing passwords and trying to be original all over again. It was enough the a time. I've found that I've gone back to now that I'm on on this laptop and and um, I don't have like push button access. I actually have to type to get access to tools now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found I've gone back to, to 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 using search commands, just to going to Google rather than you know the bother
2: of remembering my username and password. No, and that makes, it's funny you say that, and it's like, yeah, no, that does make, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I mean, depending on, on, the course, what you need, right? Um, but you're right, yeah. uh, nowadays we don't need the same processing power on our own machines um, that we once upon a time did, right? I mean, you remember the the day, I mean, yes, you need it because you're going to run Screaming Frog or something, so that's mm-hmm. a pick. Uh, <laughs> so, yep, you're going to need some RAM. And uh, the websites
1: we're working on are infinitely larger today than they were back in the day.
2: Oh, the yeah, and of course...
1: Because it, it was a 12-page 12, 12 site.
2: This <laughs> is a quick scan through. Well, and of course, you hit the problems now with so many WordPress and CMS-driven sites, as everybody who's ever run Screaming Frog over a WordPress or any CMS site um, will find there's always some like little sneaky way where all of a sudden you're finding out, oh, okay. It followed that link and into an infinite loop error or like, Oh, how did he even get into all these pages? Oh goodness. <laughs> like, um, you know, those, those sorts of things. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it, the birth of those meant oh, okay, now we've got even more, you know, somebody's using named anchors. Well, now you've got all these different pages showing up in there in, in screaming frog. They wouldn't in, in Google's index. Um, you know and each one of those is requiring a bigger and bigger um you know type of, of you know and I'm not even getting into errors but now you're you're storing more and more data so you need these tools to be to be pretty powerful um I know one I use all the time URL profiler and it just yeah it's a pig <laughs> but I mean no, it's not it's not brutal you know don't you know if you had 8 gigs of ram it's it's going to suffer through but don't run screaming frog at the same time um you know, but you're right. I mean, in, in your core uh, of where we were starting here, most of them are SAS so, or SAS. So you're right. I guess you could do it on a laptop. I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, you've seen my monitor set up. I'm trying to think how to accomplish. Oh, I don't even know. I I, <laughs> I don't know how I'd survive on a laptop, but uh, I, I wish you well in, in getting your computer restored at some point because, <laughs> It was
1: a bad day.
2: Yeah, that was a very remem- very
1: bad day when that happened. I remember
2: when that happened?
1: <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I felt for you. Back up the lesson here, kids. Is back up everything daily. Don't do it weekly and think you're safe.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, that's that's a really good point. And for everybody, make sure you, you get those set up now. Um, yeah, how many backups do you have? Like I do three now on our core areas, right on our core hard drives. <laughs> like backed up they they sit there on a RAID five array and then they're backing up the My Machine, which is then encrypting them and backing them up to the class. Like, okay. <laughs> Let's just make sure. because um, yeah, oh, it, 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 you
1: lose yeah. that information and you lose your business, basically.
2: Well, indeed. And I mean, even if you just think of the rudimentary, now I've got to download all those sites again. <laughs> I think I have full copies of all of our client sites, now I've got to download mm-hmm. them all again. Right. Even just the annoyance that would be that, let alone that. Oh, I have my client contract on there. <laughs> Saved onto an encrypted area of my drive. Okay, on Now. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. Uh,
1: here's here's another story. Here's one I really liked, especially especially the headline I wrote for it. Mark won- Mark went up for schema. What do you think? Good headline. Not bad. See what I did there? Mark went up for schema. Schema. <laughs> All right. Tell us. Okay. So. If you want to uh, include your uh, phone number in your search results, it's possible now. You can actually you know, have a, a, a little phone, uh, phone icon come up with your phone number. Um, Google actually started testing this uh, about a year and a half ago. And it sort of seemed to vanish. Just just went into the ether, and then I hadn't I hadn't seen or or heard about it since then. But uh, in the last couple of days, the uh, search engine result page monitoring service Park Ranger has noticed the uh, the, the that that um, business small businesses phone numbers are coming up uh, in, in in underneath uh, uh, organic search. This happens because, um, they did the schema properly. They've actually written in the call to make this happen, um, in, 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 in their source code. How awesome is that? That is wonderfully awesome. Um, you remember how, uh, how, when you were, when, uh, when you wrote descriptions, you would, uh. Always struggle to try to get the phone number in there and just, you know, hope that Google didn't truncate or would would make it show up because you knew if you could get the phone number in there, they'd get that many more calls you'd get credited for it. Yeah. You don't gotta do that anymore. Now you just gotta now you just gotta make sure that you've written the schema properly.
2: Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And so, this is important. Like it's 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 one of those things. And even if you're looking at well, we don't have calls, right? I don't. It's something that's free, it's easy, and it gives you an extra, I don't know, I'm going to guesstimate here, like 30 pixels. <laughs> well, not just
1: that. Remember, over 50% of searches conducted at Google are mobile searches. If somebody's mm-hmm. doing a mobile search, they're doing it from their phone.
2: Oh, see, I was going to go with fridge. From their fridge. <laughs> it
1: could be, But if they're doing it from their fridge... And they call you, they're going to buy Soda Pop. Guarantee it. Right. Or whatever. But no, most people are doing their search from their phones, right? Yeah. Um, And the phone number is there in the search results. And they're holding the phone in their hand. You know, it just sort of goes together like peanut butter and jam.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, schema.org. Go to schema.org. Learn the... Effective use of markup language (laughs) because that's what's going to get your products on Google Home or the phone number underneath your 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 your, uh, listing in search results. Yeah,
2: yeah, and while yeah, exactly. It's like we're talking about one application. While you're on Schema, (laughs) start researching what else you can possibly be using it for.
1: Which is like kind of just about everything. Schema is all about identifying um, information for search engines so that search engines could display information. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, just about anything you could think of, you can mark up. There's probably a category somewhere that honors it. Um, and pl- please do, it makes life easier for everybody. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, we have, you know what, we got probably three to five minutes before we got to go to break. So do you got something up there that, that you think we can get through quickly?
2: Um, okay, yeah, I'm going through quickly. Well, I guess one, just because it's Facebook again, <laughs> so we might oh, as well right cover on. that. Um, they are, what with, with Markets Insider is saying, popping, this is from Business Insider. Um, Facebook is popping uh, after signing a massive deal with the NFL highlights. So this is a big, big, I know uh, you brought this up a a few weeks ago, Um, you know, Facebook starting to put in more unique for their watch section, more unique content. Well, they've now just signed a deal with the NFL to get all the highlights uh, put into that watch section. And it's sort of one can assume, hey, we're going to be getting more things as well in there. Um, To me, again, this is like sort of groundbreaking thing. From an advertising standpoint, I'm not viewing this specific advert. Okay, yes, now you're going to have eyeballs sitting in, in a different section, and, and you know they're going to be there for X number of minutes, so that's handy. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I'm like, okay, if Facebook can become not just that place you go to chat with your friends, right, catch up with, with people, you know, follow some groups that you're interested in and stuff, but actually go to consume media in that format, like to consume this type of media, to find – NFL highlights, right? Of, of games. If this becomes that location, I mean, A, what kind of targeting do we now have? I'm, I'm you know, NFL is one thing, but taking it past that into where you know it's going to go with, with all sorts of, you know, different media sources, um, that tells me a lot about people, what they like mm-hmm. to consume. So they don't just have to like the NFL, you know, on, on their page. Now I know they're just interested in it because they watched it and they watched it for X number of minutes. Um, I mean, I, I think this is going to, and take it past NFL. Like if you're, if you're selling sports apparel, great, um, and start using right away. But, um, I I think it's going to be pretty powerful as they start rolling out more and more stuff in there and how I can start to target and how they're going to understand users a lot better when I say, Hey, I like them to, you know, I want users who are interested in us football. Um, and I say us, so we're not confusing it with what we would call soccer. You know, now all of a sudden they can go. Yeah, we know they're very, we have a high, you know, likelihood and or high confidence that they do like U.S. football because they spent like an hour watching highlights this month, right? I mean, that, when's, uh, when's the last time you can
1: remember watching uh, ESPN or up here in Canada Sports Centre or TSN or what you know, a, a sports dedicated network?
2: <sighs> Super Bowl last year <laughs> so a while
1: ago, quite a while oh, ago yeah now i i i am i'm I, I love sports i love professional sports i'm hockey baseball um uh, uh european football and american football um i'm i'm just i i dig professional sports Mm-hmm. and uh the sports the sports networks the sports tv networks exist primarily on Top 10 shows. People love lists, right? Yep. Top 10 plays of the day. Top 10 plays of the week. Top 10 plays of the month. Um, Top 100 plays of the year. These networks wouldn't exist without replay shows. Facebook's about to kill that. Facebook is about to take um, the raison de d'etre for uh, SportsCenter. And um, basically kick it out the window and make maybe one eighth um, revenue per ad. Um, So, for far less money than they're making on broadcast TV or cable TV, uh, Facebook is about to knock these people out of business. Um, And yeah, I don't, I honestly don't see the. uh, the, the the sports networks surviving much longer because you know where this has to go in into the near future this goes the facebook is preparing to present live sports entertainment and um that kind of pulls the rug out from under tv yeah. under all tv it's the uh, network TV is only sustainable if they have something that is an instant shared experience. And the only thing we get with that is uh, disasters and sports. Um, yeah. And if you're really a fan, it's hard to tell the difference between the two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I was yeah. going to comment on that because I know we got to go to break, but I, I did want to throw that comment that it is a shameless city you live in, given that you love sports so much. Indeed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay on that we do got to take a commercial break here on webcology on webmasterradio.fm it's the uh, 28th of september 2017 this is dave davies from beanstalk internet marketing and jim hedger from digital always media and we're back on webcology after these messages
0: sit tight and don't move webcology will be back after this short break and stay informed. Just search for webmasterradio.fm. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Webmatch Radio.fm. It's the uh, 28th of September, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, you owe me a cup of coffee.
2: (laughs) And why is that?
1: Because of that story you fed us during the break about um, I don't know why, but Maybe it's by uh, the immaturity I'm growing into in my old age, but this story from Business Insider: Amazon's Alexa to be made compatible with future Big Mouth Billy Bass devices.
2: <laughs> you jump right to the end first, eh? Oh, <laughs> God
1: oh, hold it! This wasn't what you wanted to talk about. Well, too late. <laughs> Talking about this. This is this is the invention of the innovation of the century. <laughs> Now, for those unfamiliar with the Big Mouth Billy Bath device, that's the fish stuck on a piece of wood that sings or um, mimics you or um, does a Christmas Elvis karaoke with you. You know, that guy. The important stuff. Yeah. Um, so Amazon's David. Are you sure this is from The Onion Okay, Amazon's David Limp announced on Wednesday that Amazon's voice assistant Alexa will be compatible with future versions of Big Mouth Billy Bass. It will connect to your Echo via Bluetooth and it will lip sync and move to the music playing on your Echo. I need one. I, 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 I don't even want an Alexa Echo, but now I need this. <laughs> Damn. You know, it's funny. You 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 think of all the all the big tech houses, right? And mm-hmm. each have different personalities. I swear that Big Mouth Billy Bass, until now, was not Amazon's personality that I had in my mind's eye. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're, they're, they're more like Angry Bender.
2: <laughs> this came out. It, it was it was really. I mean, it's been a whole twenty four hours. Um, since that, I mean, well, since Amazon in out of their uh, Seattle office, um uh, basically had a, had a sit down with everybody and launched out. here's all the stuff um that's coming out. Yeah, Billy Bass <laughs> will be converted. it uh, will will be available. but it, it's been a like Amazon just for our, our listeners, I, I always kind of assumed um, that in the in the battle of Google versus amazon in in this field, and this is just my own personal huge bias. Um, I I assumed that Google was going to just crush it, Um, it was going to crush the personal assistant sort of marketplace. Um, Then Amazon did their sort of announcements yesterday, and it was just a litany of different products, all of which make absolutely perfect sense. Um, And and it, it, it does quite honestly make me pause and think and go, okay, I need to actually get more. Tuned and and, and I, this is advice for anybody um, who who cares about selling stuff on the internet. So let's call that everybody who's listening right now. Um, paying a lot more attention to what Amazon and Alexa are doing right now. I mean, we've got everything in 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 this, and I know we don't have have too much time here, so I'll go through the the list of product announcements. We've got Billy Bass uh, for yeah, sure, the all important um, Billy Bass, <laughs> the all important, uh, and you just know that's going to be a, a big a big seller. Um, We've got the, the Echo Plus coming out, same rate at the one fifty of, of the Echo. Just they were testing it and said, you know, the speakers are better. It was tough to, to, to say, you know, in you know, in, in the environment they were in. It's not like it's sitting in your in your house. That's not the neatest thing to me. Um we've got the echo spot coming out at one thirty, but this is a, a small I, I think of it like well, I mean, look it up. It's on the on the business insider and I highly recommend it for our listeners. Go and, and see the devices you're gonna be marketing to um the 130 device basically is is an amazon echo but it has this small um what is it two and a half inch display on it that just sits there and it'll show you whatever your your weather and wish you good morning but it's a personal assistant and it now has a a tiny little display um sort of a, a bridge um you know between between different devices that now you have a little display and and it's cheap and it's it's highly convenient the You no longer just,
1: got to imagine what clouds what a sunny day looks like Amazon you can now
2: so you cute. can now see it but of course i'm going to products now and going okay it's a tiny little display but for a lot of uh, products i would be searching for where right, i just want a visual to make sure it's the right thing right i know what i'm ordering i just want to see is this the right one, right? Is this a pack of three or is this a pack of eight? Or, you know, did they come up with a different one and it's, you know, a, a knockoff of it, right? Like just a, a small visual cue to make me go, ah, okay, that's the right thing and, and place that order. Um, buttons, I'll just skip those. Look it up, folks. It's it's just a, a fun little thing. The Connect, uh, the $35 Amazon Connect is is what really, really started to win me over as I was going through all the product launches. And it basically plugs into your phone line like you're just you know, at home phone line, if you still happen to have one. Uh, but it then turns every Echo connected device in your house, it connects it to that phone line. So you can now make calls from any of your, of your Echo devices in your house um, using your, your existing phone line. Like, it's, it's, it's really quite a, quite a unique idea. Um, and then they've got the new Fire TV um, operating on the 4K and HDR, comes in at 79 bucks apparently looks absolutely phenomenal i haven't been able to see it yet um and they're they're dumping the uh, alexa's coming in all bmw and mini cars uh starting next year so i mean amazon's making huge huge pushes right now and, and you couple that with some of the stuff they've been doing recently i say in the past like still in the last month um in sort of bridging the gaps between what they can't answer right and and using sort of third-party data sources to fill in those gaps
0: I had thought
2: until recently Amazon was going to lose to Google in this zone, but I, I mean, given the the millennials list Amazon's app more important than Facebook on their phone, um, this is, this is huge for them and and makes them a a real contender as far as I'm concerned in the, in the personal assistant space, dominating over over Google at this point. Basically with,
1: with, with, with what I see here. And, you know, I was, I was having a lot of fun with Billy Bass because, um, you know, um, this is all terrifying to me, of course. But mm-hmm. uh, this is like the uh, the voice, the computer on Star Trek, um, and all the announcements that Amazon made were either about different ways you can use the computer on Star Trek, or different places it can be placed. Um, the fo- the allowing you to use all your devices over the same uh, basic landline. With Connect, for instance, including I imagine talking into your Billy Bass device.
2: That's the one I wanted to see. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep. They've, they've got to be integrating that too, because why wouldn't they? Um, Is all about um, how to, how to get people using that Amazon device and, you know different different ways that you can connect people through um, an Amazon device through an Amazon Echo. To the uh, I'd like to say the internet, but I bet you it's going to become an Amazon ecosphere. Um, yeah. I'm really glad we chose Web College as the name of the show because, again, it's all about ecosystems, and this is the formation of a of a of a serious ecosystem. Yeah, I do wish that Google's evil Teddy Ruxpin plan worked out, but <laughs> you know. That's how it goes with Google, right? They couldn't market their way out of a paper
2: bag. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, you're, you're right. I hadn't actually thought of that. But yeah, the naming of the show ended up working really well. I think that was your brainstorm there. Um, I know Always I didn't have And it, it just, it makes a lot of sense. And I think this is an area, I mean, we, we all know this. We all know that there's, Really, two big, big moving points right now. We can follow Google updates, and I do. And and there's been one recently. Go over to Search Engine Roundtable because we won't have a chance to talk about it. Um, you know, Barry does a, a nice little write up of of what he knows of what's going on. Just check your rankings, then you'll know. Um, you know, but I think the big battlegrounds right now are in personal assistants and AI. Right? These Absolutely. Are the two big, big Battlegrounds. So, uh, and and to me, Amazon is. Whether they can produce a better product, and we all know this because we're all marketers here. Like, this is a closed little group. Well, let's pull close to your radios and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk just as marketers here and go, you don't actually have to produce the best product. You just have to produce the most integrated product, right? Like, I just don't need to get this. Bezos, but... homes. It doesn't need to be the best. Google may be better at answering the queries that I might answer it. But if I have eight Amazons in my house or Echoes in my house, that's going to win.
1: Well, indeed. I mean, and also, it's also partially being first to market, but Amazon's gone a step further. It's not just being first to market for them. It's defining what the market looks like. Indeed. Okay, on that, we got to go. Check out next week. Um, this new ecosystem is forming, and Facebook is definitely a part of it. Dennis you, perhaps, you know, arguably one of the greatest Facebook advertisers of all time, going to be joining us on Webcology. Friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Race Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 28th of September, 2017. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. Great content coming up after these messages. We're back next week.